Peace, peace, what up? This is Elder Sensei, one half of the Artifacts, one half of Excel. Right now, you are checking out the Great American Hip Hop Debate Podcast. Just had a flashback, get the cash back, but no warranties once Colonel Gavin crashed that. Well, that's what he did on first contact, quick to push the button, now we couldn't bring the bomb back. Now it's straight chaos and they wish they had Saddam back, straight dumpster fire, need to calm that. Well, that's worldwide an addiction, a hit admission. Shit is real news, but it read like fiction. Now that's just the tip of the iceberg, trying to shine the light on dark matter with some bright words. Is that why I'm placed on this rock? There's no peace at the spot, is this hell? Why not? Stuck in the purgatory news cover murder story bruised eagles cause they kneel the old glory Now that's a dark matter of fact and we stand it but wounded and tired with knives in the back Hey yo, the night keeps falling, you know the sun won't shine Welcome world, welcome world Right Episode 52 of the Great American Hip Hop Debate Podcast. I am Brother Burns. To my left, I got the Brother VS. Yes, to the OP, you know what it be. On the check-in, I got the Brother Bloodshot. Yo, what's cracking, my brothers? What's popping today? And in the lab today, we got a special guest. You just heard him on our intro song, Hip Hop Legend, Jersey Representative, one half of the Artifacts, the legendary Elder Sensei. Welcome, my brother. Thank you, thank yeah, you, man. Welcome, thank you for coming, man. And along, and along with him, I got the, the big homie, 100 in the house. Hello, hello, Yo, yo. <laughs> welcome all, welcome to all my brothers. How's peace, everybody peace. feeling? Cameraman, director extraordinaire. That's right. The brother 100 actually uh, directed the So West New York video. Y'all remember that? Now, as I stated, we got the brother Elder Sensei in the house. Welcome again, my brother. Thank you for being here. No yeah. doubt. Thank you for having me. A lot of, lot of things going on. Absolutely. Going on. We're going to go through your whole uh, yeah. whole career. We're going to start at the beginning, and then we're going to get to what you're working on now. Because no from what you was telling me off air, you got a bunch of stuff dropping and mm-hmm. a bunch of news that I think a lot of people is going to be looking forward to yes, hearing. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay. Um, Shout out to the, to the ladies, as always. Shout out to the breath babies. Shout out to the wives and the... Dads, um, shout out to the sponsors. Yo, White House. No, it's uh, Dutchies. <laughs> it's what? Oh, <laughs> shout out to the sponsors, Dutch Masters, Crazy Horse. Smooth is burning the game. Absolutely, the Crazy slowest horse. burn. Crazy, Crazy Horse. With the uh, punch, with the uh, high C punch. With the uh, with a can of Hawaiian punch. Absolutely, yeah. you mix that shit together, you're gonna be. Straight. Peeing on your pants. You're gonna be local <laughs> like times four. <laughs> Shout out to Cheap Times. Cheap Times, we doing cheap it for Cheap Times. Cheap Times, baby. And uh, shout out to uh, unofficial sponsor, Lunabright. Want to get your teeth brightened? Shout, uh, holla right. at Lunabright. You want to get your jibs done up? Holla at her. All right, now we got the homie um, Elder Sensei, right? So I want to actually go to before you were even rapping to when you discovered hip hop and the uh, the want or the desire to actually start creating hip hop. Okay. Um, what led to that? Like what artist motivated you to, to want to like pick up the pen yourself? Well, <clears throat> for me it started in maybe like 81, 82. Um, I was living in Irvington, New Jersey. And you're Jersey born and raised, right? Yes, definitely. definitely. Okay. Born Shout in, out to Jersey. Born in Newark, Beth Israel Hospital. Right. Absolutely. Shout out to Newark. Indeed. Home, Brick City. 
So, you know, I, I um discovered hip hop like a lot of dudes my age. Um, Super Rhymes, Curtis Blow. Um, first seeing homeboy characters on, on the walls, not knowing what it was, but I, I knew it was something. You see tags here and there, but I got into it uh, through as a listener and then as a participant first as a b-boy. So I'm 11, 12 years old and I'm in my neighborhood and where I was living at when I was doing that, it was a lot of Spanish dudes around where I live. But if you go up the hill, it was a little project area was called uh, Baxter Terrace. And that's where all the black people live. So I would go up there, I had my friends there, I come back down the hill where I was at, I would b-boy with them, but then a lot of my dudes wanna pop. They want to okay. stand up. Uh-huh. I'm, okay. I flip. I flip. Um, I'm into gymnastics, so I went on the floor. So and um, I moved to East Orange, um, 13, 14. I had my first like real battle. My okay. man, my man Raheem Plummer. <laughs> Shout out to Raheem Plummer. <laughs> we are, look, indeed, we always talk about it every time I see him when we get a chance. But it's, it's just funny because like I got up to the school, I'm in the gym, I don't know nobody. I just happened to do a few moves, mm-hmm. and dude saw me and they was like, "Yo, man, Raheem, I don't even know Ra at the time." He's like, "We gonna we gonna set it up, we gonna battle." Da, 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 da. There's always man. that one like that. Yes. he's the man in the in the area. Exactly, and that was my <laughs> first, you know, I, my first day at the school, uh-huh. and three o'clock, we in the gym. And we battling. And we going doing one move here and there. And we start getting into windmills. And we doing like five. I do five. He do ten. I do ten. Then we one knee, finger in the, uh, thumb in your mouth, hands behind the back, everything. So he was like, okay. From there, I got into all the other elements. You know, I always knew DJs, so I, I can DJ as well. Learning okay. from them. Okay. Chaos taught me a lot more. You know, having a... DJ around me all the time. He rest told me a little bit chaos. more than, than what I knew. And uh, rest in peace to DJ Chaos. Well, he up there watching me it. now, telling me not to mess up. Do we curse or no? Yeah, we can curse. All right, telling yeah, me not, yeah, telling yeah, me not to fuck up. R.I.P. DJ Chaos. So, you know, as but I, I got, I was always into the rhyme part, but I didn't get into it until like maybe junior year high school. But I was doing it at home, but I didn't get on a stage until junior year high school and I had like, all my boys, I was I danced as well, so I was with the fade and everything. So uh, I just remember I had like twenty dudes in my in my from my hood that danced, and they came down the aisle. I'm kind of, I looked straight up like Big Daddy Kane. I had a flat top, big fade, red silk shirt on, red and black uh, uh, pants, red ballets on, everything. So everybody was like, "Damn!" And nobody in my school knew that I could run. Yeah. Uh, so, so your first performance is like a school. grand performance, and you exactly. got like 20, 30 backup dancers, yes. cats coming through the yes. aisles, down Turned the aisles on some movie and shit. Everybody in my school knew that I was into <laughs> hip hop, you know, and I, I walked around with a radio in the school, yeah. so every, I have music around me all the time. Hmm. So when this night happened, now, I went to school with Naughty by Nature, too, so. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, they was called New Style at first. Right. So, Tretch was really, really like the only dude in school everybody knew that rhymed. Mm-hmm. So, as I'm on stage, I see him get out his chair in the school and, and go to the bottom of the stage, and he stands at the, at the stage like this. I'm looking at nah. him. Oh shit! And he's, yo, but that's how he's real like that, and, yeah, and yeah, yeah. that was always my competition in school. Like they trained me to be better because all, and and this is another part of my evolution. Right. 
uh, you know, this is before me and Tame. I'm in school and in the area, talent shows always come in runner up to them. I used to rhyme with a female, my friend Wanda. I had another okay. female partner, uh, T Get Down. She's in Orlando right now, peace to her. Oh, um, you know, and she was dope. She, I always tell her now, I always start like, yo, tell your husband to let you rhyme, do something. She's like, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so <laughs> anytime you ever heard Biz Markie saying Godfather D in the, D, in the shout out, yeah. any records that he did, he was my DJ at the time uh, when I was doing this, getting into it. Um, and, you know, to go from that, not and then getting with Tame, this was all like 86, 87, 88. Still all, in your high in school the, years? Still in high school. Okay. Oh, so, wow. Okay. You know, I always wanted to do it, but I, I didn't get confident. And like, I mean, just imagine being home. I'm trying to figure out rhyme names for myself. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out, you know, from listening to the radio, Mr. Magic and Red Alert, who I want to sound like. Because everybody started off sounding like somebody that right. you, yeah. you liked, yeah. so I'm I'm didn't right. try to do that, but I try to like morph myself with everybody else. That Big Daddy King, Kerrez, Rakim, da -da. how can I sound like this but not sound like them? Right, right. So I always try to be so different, so wordy, so crap, whatever. But I was always for myself out of control, not knowing how to control my style. Okay. Right. So okay. during my high school years. That's how I kind of perfected what, how to be better and, and everything I was trying to do. And having the competition of all of these people around me, Redman, not too far from me, I met him in the same time frame. Me, him, and Tame always was together making rhyme tapes in his basement. Do It All Do from Lords of the Underground. Redman uh -huh. was his oh, DJ. Redman was his DJ at the time. That's so we cool. all, and listen, we was in the neighborhood in Newark going to schools. Right. Perform, Still performing high school like we, we this is the yeah, we all in high school getting out of high school. Right. Mm -hmm. Performing in other schools. And on like their days where they have like say a like a talent show. Oh, yeah, 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 or yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, some, some assembly exactly. Uh -huh. Right. So okay. we would come out and perform with dude cuz we knew he was doing this anyway. So and real um, quick, what are it. you performing? Original nah, music? We just, yeah, we performing original music. We was we 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 went to I went to East Orange High School and we got in talent shows in the high school across town called Clipper Scott. Okay. So we would perform in their shows. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. And okay. because that's in the neighborhood, we was the talent in the area. Right. Like right. so, we always doing this. But you know, even Chino XL went to Clifford Sky. So we were no doing shit. shows yeah. with them, with him yeah. and a few other people. So, yeah. you know, um, once I met Tame and we did a few talent shows together, that's when everything became like, okay, let's get serious. Did you guys go to the same school? Nah, Tame lived in Newark um, and he, then he um, moved to East Orange. Okay. And that's how I met him because Tame knew people I knew. Okay. Like some, some of my friends. Like mutual friends? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, that's um, when, and that's when y'all became that's them. Exactly. Real quick, that that you actually just answered a I fan. I a whole bunch of them. <laughs> no, for real. You just <laughs> took us on. I, I got to do some quick explaining. Let me get back to that. Yeah, but yeah. you actually just answered a question that a fan had asked us to mm -hmm. ask you. Um, the brother Jose, shout out to the brother Jose. He oh, asked, yeah. he wanted to know how did, how did it feel to be a part of the New Jersey Renaissance during that time frame? Like you're talk, you actually took us before the time frame mm -hmm. that he wanted to know because mm -hmm. you took us to the to the origin when right. y'all were still putting in the work. He was actually asking about like in the nineties when everybody when everybody. Kind of got on at right, the same right, time, right, and everybody, exactly. everybody kind of blew up. But 
And even <laughs> even with that, that that was like it was naughty, red lords. It was like one after another one, mm-hmm. and then it was like we was the last ones in the na- in the hood that was left. That right. people felt like, well, where y'all deal at? Right. Like, yeah, we yeah. was like, damn, yeah, where is our deal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got, that's when we, you know, became That's Them. And we got that name. Uh, Who came up with that name? All right, that name was given to us by dudes that, when we would, it was, every holiday they have this thing at club, a club called Club 88. They had a, every holiday, I don't care if it was Christmas, Thanksgiving, Easter, it was Tough Teen Talent Night. Mm-hmm. In Newark, in East Orange. Oh, in East Orange. Yeah, Evergreen. but everybody came to oh, this. Evergreen you know, Street. Ever, right. Evergreen Club 88 is a famous, famous club in Jersey. Right. So, you got like all the dudes that rhyme in the hood at the club, and we they had the we had the audition. Mm-hmm. My man Tony, rest in peace. This dude was, used to put the shows together. He knew me just rhyming by myself because I would do shows in that. This was before Tony. Right. Were I, you then, already Elder Sensei? I w- I, I was. MCL. Okay. Uh, Sensei it wasn't there yet. Um, okay. So when we would do, we would show up at the, like once he knew me and Tane was together, because mm-hmm. he saw me and him do one show, he's like, all right, I'm going to put y'all in, but y'all still got to come to the audition. Right. And one audition we came, and people knew us, but they people didn't know we rhymed together at the time. Okay. So we in there, everybody go, and we go. We had joints already that we had, you know, demoed up, beat sounding professional. I was doing beats at the time, my man Pig, my man Rhino, uh, he, he had the joints we was performing. So when we would, when it was our turn to audition, dudes was like, damn, okay, these they don't know, they don't sound like, and some people knew me from, but then it was like, because this was everybody, nobody really saw me and then seeing me with Tame. Right. So we instantly got picked and we would win every time. We, so few, three more shows later, we would come in and we walk in the door, and you hear people like, that's them dudes right there, that's them. Yeah. They ain't know our name, but they knew. After, but that, yeah, yeah. And we kept hearing that, so yeah. we like, yo, that's that's the name right there. Yeah, that's So, them. you know, and then, so you like, you gotta understand, even Hakeem from Channel Live was in the hood, you know, he was, he was getting busy oh, as sure. well. So this is everybody in the beginning active. Right? Was uh was that around the same time frame as like Flavor Unit? Or, or yeah, well, Flavor Unit was already popping. Like okay, you got Lakim Shabazz. My respect right? to my man, Lakim Shabazz. He, he was a, you know, Hassan Seven Eleven. These mm-hmm. dudes was, was early cats putting out records right. and doing shows where we watching them. But Lakim was the first, like to I would say, break. You know him, Chill Rob G, my man Lati. You know Apache. You know was was involved. You know R.I.P. to Apache. He was in. Penny Beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and everybody was pretty much, you know, was was doing what they had to do to come and actually put records out. So we came, me and Tame came later. Like after, like I said, even after Lords and then after us was Outsiders and, you know, after Outs, it, you know, it wasn't really too many it's been a little other quiet. groups that, or artists that have come in place of us. Yeah. But uh, fortunately, we all still rhyming. Everybody's still active. Right. You know, Rodiga. You I was gonna say Rod came out. Red. Everybody's still active. So that's that's Fuji. that's a blessing. Yes, Fuji's still. You know, right. Clef and them. They still. Everybody's still active. And I'm right. I'm just glad right. to be to have been a part of that renaissance to right. see. You know, people were waiting for us to come, and then when we came, we. I always feel confident to say to say that me and Tame, and Jersey. And 
far as like the the culture and within hip hop, we are more of the hmm, I don't want to say official or anything like that, but because when we came out, everybody thought we was from New York, right? And mm. people from Jersey knew we was from Jersey. Was more proud yeah. to say like, yeah, they yeah. from where we from, and mm-hmm. you know, a lot of people in New York didn't understand that they see me and I'm wearing polo. They see Tame, he got the dress. They they didn't know yeah. where to place us until they saw the video. They saw Newark Police and New Jersey Transit, and they mm. was like, oh damn, yeah, man, from Jersey, shit. sound like that. And because right. everybody's only perception was what they seen of Jersey through what was out already. Right, right. And then we came. Right. So when did they? When did the change um, go from that's them to artifacts? Once we got on stretching Barbuda. Right. Okay. Once we did that, I mean, like, again, that was stretching Bob, not knowing where we really was from, and everybody that was listening to that night, listening that night, thought we was from New York. Right. And we were called that them. And for, after that night, that's how we actually got our deal. So we didn't know, you know, just so happened Stretch worked at Big Beat. We knew Bob worked at Def Jam. You know, that's how we, that's how we got on Tame Spit a, a 16 on the, on the phone. And boom, from there we was on the radio because you got an invite to come up. Right. And it was through his rhyme. Mm-hmm. Even if I called the week after, it was like, nah, y'all come up. He he already did his thing. Let's get y'all come up. Yeah. So we go up there, and my man drove us there in a little Chevette, white Chevette. No doubt. And we we was like, yo. And for those we got up there. For those that don't know, Stretch <laughs> yeah. and Bobito, you had to go on radio there show was where yeah, like you had you had to earn that stripe. Yeah. yeah. It, during this time frame, right during the, 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 the early nineties, mm-hmm. if you were an MC on the come up exactly. in, in the New York, New Jersey, you know, in the East Coast tri-state area or whatever. Not even um, if you were just a respected MC. Right, and we was, no one knew us. We, like yeah. I said, this is through Tame's phone call. That 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 was the test. If mm-hmm. you could get on there and do your thing, yep. you know, like you said, you'd yeah. end up getting a deal. Exactly. You know, yeah. And which I was gonna say when you said I, we wound up getting a deal from that, and I was gonna add, which would often happen. Yeah. You yeah. end up on that show, and you would often come out with a deal. And most of the time, you had to be yeah, on stage. Yeah, especially if you represent, you know. Yeah, especially and, and if you yeah. ripped the hell. They had no idea. We, I mean, stretch through on that Zulu war chant, and something just clicked inside of us, and all the rhymes we had in our head were just spilling out. And they was looking at us like, damn. I mean, it was funny because yeah. they were just like, yo, okay. You know, and this was still early stretching yeah, Bob. Yeah. Like, this is like they took you serious. when before a lot of the heavyweights came up there. So we was up there. Like, that's how we met uh, Hieroglyphics. Pep Love was there. And then he's like, yo, my people coming next week. You know, we came up when uh, uh, Opio and all them was up there. So they was like the first crew, I would say, in hip hop that we befriended. Like, they saw who we was and we saw who they we wouldn't we didn't even have a record out at the mm-hmm. time. It was just us, you know, being up there. That's how much power they had that stretching them had in their show mm-hmm. early where, you know, we got discovered through people just listening and them asking like, so what are y'all doing? And yeah. we just like, Okay, this is my man Reeve, he's the NR at Big Beat. We like, oh So we looking at each other, not still thinking this could be a possible thing until they started inviting us. We used to go over stretching Bob Crib. They lived together at the time. Mm. And we used to go over there all the time, go up on the roof, smoke out. And then it just got to a point where Stretch was like, yo, y'all come to the label and y'all going, we're going to try to sign y'all. I'm like, damn, this really happened. But for us, for it to happen like that, that was off our, our own strength. We didn't have a a group or some besides Brand Nubian. Right. That was our oh, only, that-, that was our only juice card group-wise where 
they took us there. You know, okay. where to say, okay. like, where Red, it was EPMD. Mm-hmm. With Lords, it was Marley. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. with, with Naughty, it was Latifah. Right, right, right. And Flavor Unit. And with y'all. And then was, with us, it was just us going right. to the radio. And that's why people thought we was from New York, because we went there. No. And that was a proven ground for us that made sense because at home in Jersey, that's what we was doing anyway. Mm-hmm. And a lot of things happened before we even went up to Stretch and Bob where we were trying to get set up. But once yeah. we did that, yeah, and that, that goes just, that to show just, the, that just uh, made it happen. The, the, the influence and like I said, just the, the stronghold that they had over that market at the time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So and y'all they, get signed, right? Oh, I'm sorry. Ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. So y'all get signed. Um, you start working on your first album. You get this this hit record, mm-hmm. um, the wrong side of the track. Mm-hmm. It's big enough that it ends up in movies, right? Right. Um, and it's actually a song about graffiti. Like if you yeah. listen to the intro yeah, and you yeah. listen right, to, right. The, to the actual lyrics and everything, it's a song about graffiti. So first off, how heavy were you guys into graffiti? Tame is D1. Tame, you know, that's how I found out about him. Okay. His, his, his name on the wall in the hood. Whether I was going to work, downtown Newark, everywhere. I just tame, 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 tame. I'm like, who is this dude? He is like everywhere. Mm. And if it wasn't him, it was Porno and then my man Mellow Max. So they was like, I find out they all are cool. This is in just folklore in the hood. Right. So I didn't know that he rhymed though. Like, so like, for me, um, through our friends, I got with a crew that I didn't know he was down with until I went to my man's crib. A tagging crew, yeah, mm-hmm. and a rhyme crew too. Okay, so you know, Tame is known for that, for tagging and graffiti. Okay. I seen his pieces, everything. Yeah. When I go to my man's crib and I see his name on the walls in here, I'm like, hey, yo, so he be here too? He's like, who Tame? I'm like, yeah, like so he. So he playing me songs and like this is him right here. I'm like, oh, he rhymed too. I like he rhymed like he do graffiti. Like mm-hmm. it, it, that shit is clean. He's saying, you know, I, I didn't know he rhymed, mm-hmm. but you know, even within the group, you know, I always tell people Tame is the he did way more than I did. He went to yards. He he been writing with TC Five FC with you know West Brew Surge all these dudes from PNB Nation. He was run. He was running with them, mm. and well. we both do graffiti. But Tame is m- way more experienced than me. Where you talk about experience-wise, going out doing and you know, just shit. like mm. this dude will not have a sketch and just go right here and blah, 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 blah. boom. I mean, we've done it together like that too. <laughs> but I've seen him just do shit off the whim, like whatever. Mm. It's nothing to me. So he, he got a couple pieces in the video, right? I've seen a couple of pieces. Right, right, right. With, uh, yeah. Tame. And uh, a quick question: mm-hmm. Did he do the artifacts throw up the logo? Nah, actually, this dude, my man, I can never remember his last name, but my man Dante, this this guy was way ahead of his time. Um, he told us actually, if you remember, is it was a clothing line called Third Rail in mm-hmm. the nineties. Yeah, 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 yeah. If yeah. you think about, if you pull up that logo for the, you see the artifacts tag in that logo. And okay. You, if you think of the, even if you think of the logo in your head. It, yeah. it, 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 he did actually a lot of logos in hip hop. He did all of the artwork for uh, Cypress Hill uh, albums, album covers up wow. to they maybe Black Sunday. Um, so from seeing that shit in your head so long, man, Tame able to write it like like we did. People, all, you did the I mean, nah, but you just see it for so long. You yeah. just like it, just second you nature. It. 
but you know that, that that's even through just making the merch and stuff like that just we knew that that logo was something and we didn't even know it was going to be like that we saw it was like all right cool that's dope because yeah. Dame felt like he could have probably wrote it in a similar way so you know it it it, it stuck it stuck mm-hmm. rather i'm sorry yeah. real quick before we get to another question for all the younger listeners um i want to i want to break something down to for y'all, that may not be making sense that we've been speaking about, and that's the actual four elements of hip hop. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, MCing, DJing, b-boying, and graffiti. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a time, the time that we're talking about where we, where, where you were talking about with actually like um, discovering hip hop, that, that was basically on the radio and stuff mm-hmm. and through passing tapes right. and stuff. It wasn't, hip hop wasn't accessible like it was nowadays yeah, to find. Instant. It was not instant at all. Yeah. Nor was it accessible, uh, so easy to be accepted into it. So mm-hmm. you had to come from the elements, you had to master the elements. And you know, now it's like anybody could pick up a mic and be a rapper, but back in the days, yeah. because the circle was more protected, the circle was tighter, like you had to earn your way in. You right. know what I'm saying? And you so, had to be good. So make sure y'all go back and research the actual four elements of hip hop and do your homework on that. Um, So part two of the question, because part one was about the graffiti and the connection. Part two is like, just just how did that feel for for a song? You know, if I'm not mistaken, your first group single on a nationwide release, um, just to take off like that. I mean, I remember I remember hearing it in kids. Mm -hmm. I remember having the wax first of all. When when I used to DJ. Um, I remember buying yeah, the wax, get into that. Get and then I remember hearing it in kids, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I remember y'all yeah. was in Jersey. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Damn, that's dope as fuck." Yeah. Um, yeah. And I was a fan, so tell me how it felt from the from the driver's seat. First of all, we didn't know. <laughs> oh, so it got used without your permission? But not so much in that way. A uh, couple of people went to see the, went to see the movie. Mm-hmm. Next, Classic movie. By next the way. day, next yeah. day, my man's like, "Yo, I went to see that kids movie. Yo, y'all in the movie?" I'm like, "Not in the movie, El, but." The song is in the movie. I'm like, mm-hmm. what song? What, what you talking about? He's mm-hmm. like, yo, Roanside is in the movie. You want the best part of the movie? And they in there smoking weed. They in the swimming pool. Da, da, da. Yeah. Monday morning, I'm calling the label. Like, um, excuse me, what's this yeah. thing about this movie, kids? Yeah. And we got the Suzanne. Suzanne, like, oh, oh, yes. Um, there is a movie right now. And don't worry, I was okay. Yeah. Send the check. Right, absolutely. You know yeah, yeah, I'm not yeah. that slush. Like, no, it really just happened. So we, I'm like, nah, yeah, but my man yeah. told me so the movie already. Yeah, it's yeah, out. Exactly. Yeah. So y'all, I went, I went and saw it myself. Y'all, y'all had, they had to clear it. They no, no, get... yeah. I mean, and, and, and actually, the reason why it really happened hmm. was because Fat Beats did the soundtrack uh, and control okay. of uh, doing no the soundtrack. Okay. So when even when you listen to it, it's mixed. Mm. It's like a mixtape. And the beat is playing. It's yeah. no vocal, right. like so it's right, like right, 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 they right. made a mixtape for the movie, and then right. it just happened to be playing on that part in the movie. But still, to this day, like you said, I, that get more um, attention than when we was in the High School Howard movie uh, soundtrack. Uh, and for, oh shit, yeah. for, for the ultimate, right. right? But because it's kids, and because it's what's going on in the movie, and dopest part, and because they are kids, yeah, yeah, and this yeah. Is, you know, and it was a good movie. And it's, it's a, yeah, it's a cult classic. classic. Exactly. Yeah. Right. It's, it's real New York. It's, it's very New York. And it's funny that you say that um, a lot of people will relate y'all to like New York artists because I remember watching y'all on the box mm-hmm. all the time. And like that was like heavy New York. Right. And like we couldn't tell the difference. And we didn't give a fuck. Like when we did find <laughs> out y'all was from Jersey, we was like, yo, 
all good, even mm-hmm. better, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, me and my brother used to rep both sides. Right. So watching y'all was like, I, I don't give a fuck if they're from Jersey, from New York. They're nice. They're and, nasty. And I know appreciate that because it was like we Straight had no up. idea. You know, I'm going to say this first. Uh, Lord Jamar produced the first version of Wrong Side of the Tracks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Lord Jamar. Word. Because yes. Jamar was, was pretty much grooming us to, you know, be more than what we was at the time. But because he was still in Brand Nubian and they was making a, a La You Akbar album, you know, I'm telling him, like, yo, I'm not saying I won't wait, mm-hmm. but, you know, we trying to come out too. Y'all on y'all second album, you know, y'all need to probably concentrate on that. We, You know, whatever y'all could do, I'm grateful for. And that's when the Stretch and Barbito thing happened. And he heard about that and he was happy. Because yeah. he, we walked up to them in front of the state building, 125th Street, 1990. After they got off stage, they we the only dudes in the, in the crowd screaming, drop the bomb. They like, feel so good. We wilding. Everybody looking at us. Yeah. Like, what the fuck you do? <laughs> <laughs> no, these words to these damn songs. But then at the same time, Pooba wasn't there. So we just like, right, but we, all right, Stott and Jamar. Mm-hmm. And they came yeah. out into the crowd. And I saw this in the interview. Jamar said, like, me and Tame was his first fan experience. Like, you know, somebody coming up to him as, you know, we like, and we were so like, yo, fuck it. I got arrested that same day before I even got there. Uh, me and my man Polo Ice, cause we riding on the damn path train, and, and <laughs> but, but the markets was like wipe, you know, with no oh. permanent joint. Dude coming, we see him, like, oh, sh- we wiping the shit off, mm-hmm. like, and he's like, no, let's go, da da da. Tame and them got out and went in the other car, and we, man, Ice got caught, so we get out. Cops like, yo, your mom's them said come home. We like, I right, bet we to New York, let's go. <laughs> and if we didn't go that day, I wouldn't be talking about nothing brand new being. So, right. you know, we walked up to them and I told them who we was and where we was from. I had a Walkman with me. I played him a couple of joints. He gave me his number. I gave him my number. He called me a month later and I didn't believe it was him. I hung up on him like three times. <laughs> Cause I didn't believe him. He's like, yo, this um, I speak to L. Like, who this? Uh, Lord Jamar, brand new being. Click. <laughs> Oh, you're playing on my phone. Lord Jamar shit. Yo, what up? This Lord Jamar, y'all. I was like, yo, whoever this is, man, stop playing on my phone. Click. He called back. Yo, you hang up on me again, yo. I ain't fucking calling back. I was like, I was like this you? This really you? He's like, yeah, B, I'm not going to call you if you're going to keep hanging up on me. You gave me the number, right? I was like, bad. We talked for like, I'm trying to call Tame on the three. We're like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. So from there, you know, maybe a month later, he came to Jersey. Um, Took him and my, and it was crazy because he came to Jersey with Joe Fatal. Mm-hmm. So he pulled up in the wagon there. We out of here without an idea of where, and we found ourselves at Sensations at this club, famous club in Jersey at the time. And it it was a Saturday, it really pop on Friday. We there, we walking around, everybody just you know not even noticing at first, and then it started. We went in the picture room and we taking a picture, and people was walking past rooms like. <laughs> oh shit, the dude brand new me. So this night he gave us Scully's with brand new me and logo on there. So we like, we in the spot like, what? Y'all don't know nothing. <laughs> I will never forget that night, B. I swear to God, we took that picture. The whole damn sensation was behind us. <laughs> we took the picture, and, and Jamal was just like, yo, these are your people. He's like, kind of, sort of, yeah, but the project's right up the street, so these a lot of drug dealers here. Yeah. He was like, what? I was like, you good, you good. Cause you couldn't, they didn't serve alcohol in there. They only served juice, hot dogs, and maybe like some other kind of food, big popcorn. Yeah. So, um, and they had, and, and this was a notorious spot. Like, you can't do no drugs in there, but the ones that dudes took part in doing, and you go in the back room, and then they had a movie room. 
So back in the movie room, you go in there, and it, it was a big ass room. So you mm. see everything in this room. You might see a little bit of cat sniffing over here. You got some dudes dotied out over here. You got cats smoking weed over here. Mad karate pictures playing. I watched Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> my, first, my first time watching Terminator was, was in, in that, that club. Movie, Word yeah. up. And we watched Five yeah. Deadly Venoms in there too. Uh, that sounds awesome. Five Venoms okay. I'll tell you the best yeah. night, yeah. the best night in club sensations. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, it was the best night and the saddest night. The night Mike Tyson got knocked out by oh. Buster Douglas, we went down there. Oh, <laughs> Yo, everybody was mad. And because there's so no drinks, everybody was already drunk coming down there. Yeah. So, but on the TV screen, all you kept seeing was, and down goes Tyson. And down goes. <laughs> everybody was like, oh my God. Oh, Yo, I happen. cried when that. I was, I was, what year was that? That was what, 1989? Yeah. So I was 12 yeah. years old, yo. I fucking cried. Yo, like a little, Like a little bitch, I cried. I remember me and the twins, we specifically begged our aunt, yo, please order the fight, please, 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 we want to watch. And she finally ordered it for us, yo. And he gets knocked out. Word. I mean, it was crazy. Yo, I cried, yo. I, I remember cried. my grandma cried, rest in peace, yo. And I was like, Grandma, you don't even know Mike Tyson. What the fuck's wrong with you? Yo, for <laughs> real, yo. I remember crying, crying man. You know, a little Spanish Dominican lady, you know, <laughs> crying over Mike Tyson getting knocked out. Because he wasn't ready. Man, shit happens. Yeah. Yeah, but that, that night was crazy, you know. And from then on, Jamar was always a good big brother to us in music, still to this day. Um, okay. I, I, he always. Proud of to see, proud to see what we became of, you know, from being in Sadat's basement right. recording that first version of Wrong Side of the Tracks. Mm -hmm. And to answer your question even further, I never thought that a song like this would have made it through without it being a like a anthemy song where we just spitting, you know, trying to prove ourselves on the mic to people. It was actually about something that a lot of people cared about, and we mm -hmm. didn't know so much like that until we got on the road and mostly in Cali, we got the most response other than being in Europe. Cause a lot of dudes really? in Cali do a lot of graffiti right. out there. Right, yeah, well yeah, again, yeah, yeah. At, the, at the time, um, hip hop was more regional. Mm -hmm. So we weren't aware so much what was happening, you know, in other, in other yeah. regions, unless like you said, you're touring, you actually yeah, go exactly. there. That was my um, first plane ship going over there and everything. I, 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 not that I wish hip hop was still in that, but I miss those days, Bye. you know? Every region had their, their people, like their stars, their yeah, slang, yeah. they dress different, yeah, exactly, you know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. Um, and now everybody just looks, everybody we all, we all looks see, the same. We yeah. all see what each other look like now, too. You yeah. know, like I said, yeah. we only yeah, go yeah, on the yeah. road. When you, when back in my growing up, you hear, like, we going down south. Damn, yeah. you know what that means. That's yeah, sticks exactly. and slow. Yeah. Exactly. And until you got there, I was like, oh shit, it's like dudes like us here too. Like yeah. it's popping. Yeah, it's popping. Like, you know, they just dre they, they just the dress a little shit. different. They, yeah, 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 they, yeah, yeah, they, they got the same music, they, they got the same the videos. In joints. Exactly. And when we got <laughs> the Cali, gold teeth everywhere. Yep. <laughs> is got, it um is it true that uh Lord Jamal helped write or wrote the hook for? Exactly. You're right. Jamal yeah. wrote the hook for that. Dope. And when we when we got to do the record, we had to do it again because mm -hmm. they couldn't clear the sample. I understood why, you know, he had a not say an issue with doing the hook, you know, because we had to change everything and of course he probably wasn't happy about that. Right. Yeah. You know, I wish he would have did it. because uh, then he would have been more of a part of our history. Right. And yeah, it, of course. and it right. made much more sense. But 
I always tell the story, and I hope he hear the story because yeah. that's the truth. And Jamar, no shots to him. Man. And even when I, when we, the only difference is when he was singing like the hood, this, artifacts from the phone. Yeah, yeah, you couldn't curse on it. Yeah, you said you couldn't curse on it. I can hear that. Yo, the label, yo, for real. My man Reef was like, yo, the original version. Yeah, yeah. Actually, we put it, we released it on vinyl um, with this label called F5 Records. Uh, you go on Instagram, F5 Records. They got all like we did a few records with them, but that version is on the B side of, of the, the original wrong side and uh, that's yeah, cool. and we put come on to get down on one of the vinyls um ultimate you know we we just um you know they, them records don't make a lot of money it's just yeah. for people it's just, for collectors for, exactly. yeah, fans. Yeah, nostalgic, yeah, yeah. nostalgic purposes we're gonna put on another soundtrack we're gonna put yeah. exactly on exactly <laughs> for the fans of hip-hop and shout out to the fan of hip-hop um Let's get to. Oh wait, I'm still on. I'm still on this first album. Mm-hmm. So now you get to see the world. You get to tour. Yeah. You know the song done landed you everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you learn when you came back, like in preparation for album two? Because now life is different. Yeah. You know what I mean. Now you've seen the world. Um, you've probably experienced new sounds that mm-hmm. you hadn't heard before. You know, you've met new artists and like like we were just saying in different regions and stuff. So how the do girls, you how do you feel you guys came back, came back? Uh, unfortunately, the girls don't like too much uh, underground hip hop. So. Nah, nah. <laughs> and we all know we've been to the shows, man. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah. I've learned to accept dudes. that. Yeah, I learned to accept yeah. that it's part. A sword when, fight. I, when, when I do see women, I be like, "Word, that's what's up, lady. You at the spot. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Appreciate you. It's either a sword rhyming, fight. Right? They either rhyming and shit. They, they want to battle. Yeah, they want to battle. Yeah, they want to get on stage. I don't care. I don't care. As long as you're a girl, let's just be up in the spot and make it look better. <laughs> so how do you feel you guys were prepared for like the um, comeback for the album the second album second album we was more way more prepared and we were still around people that was with us during the first album like say Sean J period Sean was around T-Ray so T-Ray was like he was kind of mentoring him a little bit showing him stuff here and there but Sean was always trying to be his own thing and as far as like his creation and when he came to the studio. He he came to a lot of sessions in the first album with T. Ray when we was mixing and stuff like that. So he, I knew he was in the group down south. But he told me like, "Yo, I'm making beats now." Da, 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 da. I was like, "All right, cool." He said, "Yo, I'm gonna come to you soon." And once that second album came around, he came right in the studio. He's like, "Yo, I got." Uh, we started with uh, VIC. We did the interview. <laughs> we did what what. And that didn't make the album. That made, actually made the B side of uh, Brick City Kids, uh, White Lady. Um, we, we didn't really know what act first we wanted to do. We just knew we wanted to get back in the studio and make something better than the first one, which was going to be hard. We, right. all, we knew that. So we like we might as well didn't even try to do that again. So with Sean, he was so different, like different from all of the, all of the producers we ever worked with, and. With that, like, um, we would be doing, say, a different session, and he would show up, and we'd take a break from what we were doing just so he could play the beats. He'd probably have eight beats, and I'm trying to remember which ones first we picked, maybe where your skills at, and Artifacts. And he redid the Artifacts beat over, because it was like a sample, but he didn't want to sing. He made it known. He's like, oh, I'm not sampling no more. I'm about to do my own. I don't want to do none of that. I don't want to pay for nothing. Oh, really? Cool, whatever. I'm with that. So, right. uh, the beats, it was weird. Like, I noticed it, but he, I asked him about it. Like, we picked one beat out of that session, which was the Artifacts beat. And then he came back again. 
eight beats again on the tape. And then we heard where your skills at. And maybe that same day, break it down. And I was noticing like, when he came back again, I wanted to see if this was true. He played the beats again. And it was again, same thing. I was like, yo, Sean, stop it. Like, let me ask you a question. How come when you come, you come with eight beats and I noticed number two, number four, maybe number six or eight are the beats that you make to seem like we're going to pick those. He said, because I noticed y'all were doing that on the other tapes, so I did the same method again. I was like, you funny. <laughs> I was like, but I picked up on it, and I said, yo, how come it's always the, the, these numbers? Like, the second or the third right. or the fourth. Yeah, yeah so I'm because like, okay. they batting clean up, you know and what I'm And they were even, you know, even numbers. He's like, right, they, they, it seemed like two by two. So I'm like, okay, well, that was a crazy science, but yeah. it worked. It worked, yeah. But Sean was bringing stuff in the studio for his sounds. That was crazy. He brought a weather vane to the studio. He didn't have a he didn't have a shaker, so he took an oregano jar, put some grits in that. He had a shaker there. <laughs> oh shit! He brought in a refrigerator rack. Nice. Uh, let, let me ask you something. What, what do you know? What he was using was it an MPC? Mm, yeah, and then he had a keyboard. I want to say it was okay. ASR. Because I could hear um, what you were saying about like the no samples on yeah, there. Because yeah. he was definitely the on the MPC. First, though. yeah, the first album. Is more jazzy, so you pick yeah. up on all the samples. A lot of you know SP, a lot of SP work that, with Buck. Yeah. yeah, yeah, you got all that work. Yeah, you know a lot of uh, DITC sounds, mm -hmm. like early DITC, and then the next album, that's them. Mm -hmm. You get that progression where you don't got so many samples or any, if, if any, and um, the beats just sound like more. I don't know. Uh, like organic, thunderous, like yeah, mm -hmm. melodic, but like mm -hmm. thunderous, like yeah, right. more of that boom bap into mm -hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? And and that's that's kudos to Sean and, and my man Duro mixing. But see, that's like really just Sean was trying to do something with his opportunity that worked right for him and us. No, in a way He's where nasty. I, I mean, like, dude, when he made that, where his skills that beat. And we were sitting in the studio and we played it. Because even when we was on stage in Europe somewhere, we were at uh, Sweden, and the shit came on, and Tame didn't. I I did my I started off, but we both was because we didn't hear it that loud before ever, and that and that shit was so we was like oh my god. So you heard the boom 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 when you heard the bass line coming. We was looking at each other like damn. Yeah. We didn't start and the song. Yeah. We didn't even start the song. The beat was just playing, and we was just sitting there and sitting in the crowd. Was like, what the fuck? And so in we, Europe, they kind of react. They don't. More. They don't care. They yeah, don't care. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was just standing there bopping, and then we was like, yeah, we, we went, we went, and we was like, all right, all right we going now. We gonna start it. <laughs> and we and, and and we said it like that on the mic, like, all right, now we ready to go. We just had to listen to it loud. We ain't never heard it that loud before. So That's like, Sean, Sean. You know the artifacts beat. Who, um, who's this? Who's this is my shit. You know, I mean, I he really he, like he, he redid that one too. That was a sample he replayed it, and I'm mean, really? not, not paying for. It. I'm gonna do it. So, and that was one of the first beats he had played us. And man, that, that's I, my definition of, of a perfect track. Word, who's word. This? And, it's and, it's perfect from beginning to end. Mm -hmm. Lyrics of Word. And I, and I, I'm just. I was just happy that it was us that he was giving those beats to. And I told him in those sessions, like, you know, you do know these records are going to take you somewhere right after what he do. Smith & Wesson, mm -hmm. uh, Helter Skelter, 
You know, no that's the place to be. And, you know, I'm yeah. like, yeah, see, Sean? I said, but just know, everybody going to be different from us. Yeah. But he solidified his body rock. You know, he did all that after us. Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately after us, he did uh, Most Def, um, Universal Magnetic. Right. So I knew, you know, that, 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 that record was more special than the first one because... When I sit and listen to it, I just really be like, oh my God, the label. <laughs> you know, I remember when when, pa, when Pasta News and Maceo, Maceo was in the room, we was like, had a listening session, and he was like, as soon as it was over, he looked at my man Reef, yo, if this record fell, it's y'all fault. He's like, y'all did y'all part. Y'all did what y'all had to do, but if this don't work, it's, it's, and then it worked, but then of course we split up, so we yeah. didn't get to see the fruits of the labor from that, and then we got yeah. off the label. But all, everything is a blessing, right? Facts. And there's a gift Facts. and a curse and everything. But right. you know, I ain't going to spoil the other questions, so I'm, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to stop like that. I just, uh, I just put two and two together on the "That's Them" title of the second album. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, I right, and, 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 and the science behind that was. We told them immediately soon when we signed the next deal. We do the next album is called That's Them. Yeah. They're not stopping us from that. We are stopped us from being the group. Yeah. Uh you yeah. know, that the was probably that was probably dope because when we came to them like, so this name, um, that's them. Hmm. Yeah. They that's fought cool, they, but... they, and they really they really <laughs> fought you on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We was really like, Come on, yo, look, leave us alone. Like that, like, yo, but that's that took it back to the essence. Yeah, yeah. but see, did you but... and did you explain it to them? Oh, yeah, how I mean, you got the yep, name? Yeah, but I'll say this. Yeah, but a, a company's always going to look at a marketing, mm-hmm. a marketing scheme. That's like, how can from. you market that's them? You know, yep, it's a little and, tougher. And they told us that, and we was like, damn. Yeah. So that train ride. But you got to bring it full circle. With that the, train with ride back home. home was long, and I'm going to tell you this. And who came up with Artifacts? I'm, I'm about to tell you now. We were sitting on the train, we was quiet as hell, because we were defeated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> heartbreaking like, when you got to oh, change your yeah, name. Yeah. Like, what are we going to do? Like, so now we really got to almost. Now you start brainstorming and shit. So we looking at, I'm, we just on the train. Like, oh, train. train. We yeah. the train brothers. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we the conductors. Bro, <laughs> imagine y'all were the train brothers. For real. That would be all of that shit. You know, when you get desperate, like, damn, we just need a name. So we on the path train going back to Jersey, and I'm looking at him. We almost back to Penn Station. And I'm thinking about. Us, us, like what we stand for, everything. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck? What, what can I say? And I was just like, mm. I don't know where it came from. And I looked at that team. I said, like, yo, I think I got it. Like, what, what, what? We on the train, like, what, what, what? <laughs> Artifacts, yo. Like, I was like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Soon we got in this house. There ain't no damn Google. <laughs> yeah, it was dictionary. We time. know. We know what Webster's. it means. We know what it yeah, means. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we you had, don't know if anyone else we, is is no, the artifact. No, we had to. No, we had to make sure what it meant applied to us and mm-hmm. what we were doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I was yeah. like, okay, we got in the. I mean, we burned through this door like encyclopedia. Now, now, let's go dictionary. Now, it means that, okay, anything from ancient times being brought to modern times to be studied. Analyzed and blah 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 blah. I looked at him. I said, "Well, goddamn, if that ain't us, mm-hmm. it is. We, we it's nineteen ninety whatever. You still do graffiti. I still do graffiti. No one's talking about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We, I'm, I used to be a b boy. I still dance. You, uh, come on, you know, they, and we was like, bet we got it, we got it. And mm-hmm. that was the basis of Yo, it, the and, fact and, that and you we, were yes, bringing graffiti yeah. back to the light uh, and everything, and, and 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 the other the other elements of mm-hmm, hip hop back mm-hmm. to the light and on purpose. Right, 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 right. To so, me, it fit y'all more ways than one because I always looked at it like y'all did the graffiti, so the art, 
aspect. And then artifacts, I always thought about it being underground because y'all had that underground sound. So I was always like, yo, this name is crazy. And then the fact that y'all spend it uh, with that single on the second album, mm. Art of Facts. Right, right, right. right. You know, the Art of Facts. And a lot of so people ask like, me where this AOF 94 on my, yeah. on my clothes, on the gear. They're like, what is this AOF 94? Like, Art of Facts. Oh, okay, that's the single. Yeah, the single. And we, <laughs> and we came out in 94. So, yeah. like, oh, okay, yeah, right, bet, yeah. bet, bet, bet. That's deep. Hell yeah. So let's fast forward a little bit. Um, or better yet, let me ask you, because from, from what I saw, you dropped a solo album mm. in... O2? Yeah. Your first solo yeah. album in O2. So from 97 after the breakup to O2, what were you doing? Just kind of... Nothing. I'll tell you honestly. Just taking a break from <laughs> nah, music? Nah, man. I, I just... um, It was kind of that and just like... I felt like I wasn't doing... Now, this is where the family part came in because I, I had a son and okay. I was traveling around a lot and then once I got to that point where I knew me and Tame was gonna sit down for a minute. I was like, yo, I got, let me stop playing around. Got with my son's moms. Um, that's when I discovered my son was autistic. And oh, I was like, you know, I said, okay, let me concentrate on this real quick. Took two years off, did nothing. Just mm-hmm. was into him. And that's not nothing, man. Oh yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Shout out True. to father. Much respect, man. absolutely. And yeah, it, was, it, was, it was something I had to do, you know, and, and you know, a lot of things happened after the fact. Mm-hmm. Where it called for me to be single dad to my son and having to just really just like, you know, be uh, full time in a way where I had to understand what was going on with him. Right. Even after the loss of his mom's. I never said that on the radio. So, right. or anything like that. So, I knew that. Yeah. Let me just chill because this music gonna always be the only music. I always said that about anything I did in this game. I always said that. This is only music first. I can't let Fact. this Fact. music overpower my life right. to a point where I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing as a father and as a brother and son and whatever. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay, let me stop that. And then once I got that straight and I felt like I was like, okay, I, I went on a few job interviews and I talk about this in one of the songs with me and Sadat, on me and Sadat album. Mm-hmm. We got a song called um, Hard Work. I mean, not, not Hard Work, I'm like, Get the job done. And in one in the verse, which was real, I went to two interviews. I went to this one. Dude called me. I gave him a resume. And um, I had to go sit back in the hallway. I come back in. And he's looking at the the, res- the thing like, oh, okay, so like, what's this right here? I'm looking at you saying you was in London, you was in Denmark, you was in Amsterdam. Can I ask you what were you doing when you was out there? Say, well, actually I was doing music. I do, you know, I was a, I'm a hip hop artist, da da da. He's like, what do you mean by that? He's like, the internet was kind of happening, so mm-hmm. I'm, I took him on Yahoo. I see, I show him everything. So he's like, this is you in this video here, right here. I'm like, yeah. He's like, I'm gonna talk. To you. Go. He told me to go back in the hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Five minutes later, come back here, sir. Whatever you were doing in these places right here, you showing me right here. I think you need to go back and go into that because this job you ain't you trying to get ain't shit compared to what you. I don't know what you was doing. I see these videos and shit, but you need to go and do that. Yeah. And this is a brother you this never is, met. No, yeah. this, is a, this is a job. I'm doing a straight <laughs> interview. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, tie on shirt, button up everything, shoes. Wow. And did you take that as a sign? I walked yeah. out of there. It was like a commercial. I took the, my jacket off. <laughs> 
Yeah, you listened. I listened at my time. I took the jacket and did this shit here, put it on my shoulder. I was like, let me get the fuck out of here right now. Let me head to the studio. Go home, yo. I felt good about it because he was like, yo, you know, that was motivation for me. Like, mm-hmm. just yeah. stop bullshitting right now. And I went home. You were actually doing something. Right. I, I called my man right Matt up. Fingers and Matt Matt Fingers, Matt, Matt Slick, Matt Fingers. He used to always come to the studio when we were doing the first album. Yo, if you ever get off the label well and something ever happened, call me. I'm like, all right, man, bet. But like, chill. We in the studio doing this now. And I remember him coming. And I was like, you know what? This is black book time with no phone shit like that. I'm pulling my book. <laughs> Matt Slick, Matt Fingers. All right, Shout back. Shout out to the black book. Absolutely. I called right. Matt. I said, I said, Matt, let me ask you a question. Remember when you used to be in the studio, you used to be talking about, if I want to do something after I get off the lip, that shit still stand? He said, hell yeah, it's still stand. What you want to do? I'm like, bet, okay, let's go. So he's like, yo, if you had a, song, a chance to do a song with anybody, who would it be? I was like, fuck it, organize. Because I know it's about three potential that they might be breaking up. So I would like to get them on wax together. So he said, all right, bet. So we set it up. They came to the studio. Uh, he already had FT and Mike Zoot. I called Sean J. Period. We do the song, which was Frontline, and that became my first single. Man P. Original, rest in peace. He did the B-side, All Rise, for me. I took All Rise, and this is the test to myself to see if I can do this. I go to Rockers, and we already did Brick City Kids with them, but they don't, this day, it didn't register for him. Right. I always forget his name, I'm not gonna say it now, but the owner of Rockers, I'm in a meeting with him, and I played the All Rise song, and he liked it, but then he's like, well, you know, we're about to do the sound bombing, and Medina Green, and most of I'm like, okay, cool. And I really, really ran to Matt. Matt, all right, let's go. I'm ready. I already tried, I tried something. I ain't going to say I ain't like it, mm-hmm. but it just made me, let's go this way. I do the artwork. I draw everything. My man Pono colored it. My DJ AV, shout to him. He did the graphics for me. Covers done. Record done. Pressed up. Fat Beats release. Matt called me. Come to Tower Records on Broadway. Just meet. I'm going to give you your records, but the record going to be ready. Just meet me there. Somebody gonna be there. I like, right, bet. <laughs> Go there. I see him. I see somebody standing with him. Oh, it's the dude from Rockets. Uh, he, oh, he, got, he got my record in his hand. So this record is like a fucking comic book cover, basically. And you flip it over. I'm me, drew myself, drew all these different. And so he's like, um, why didn't you show me this? Play me this record with Martin. I'm like, because I fucking knew you would like it. Yeah. I didn't want you to like that. <laughs> I wanted yeah. to like my record by myself. Yeah, I knew anybody would have liked that record. Right. So he's trying to pick. Yeah, I know. <clears throat> but that made me feel good. So I'm like, okay, let me do this. That one record turned into. I, I, from that one record, I became like a ten day contract NBA player. With labels. Okay. With yeah, pretty much. It went from Fat Beats, Mary Joy Records in Japan. Brothers ain't got it. I don't know much to keep talking, so I'm gonna be quiet. You might have more questions. No, 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 no. <laughs> keep on, cause cause I have the whole list of solo albums. Yeah. Um and, and I just wanted to ask the 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 title for the first solo album, mm. Relax Release, uh Relax, Relate and Release. Right? Was that like 
Was that the mindset going into the album? Like a relaxed nature, you know, you done took care of your son. Mm -hmm. uh, um, He's in a good position. You and him have built that relationship. Mm -hmm. You know, the relate, I'm assuming you want the people to relate to you and your story. Mm -hmm. And the release being you. All this shit you done held in for five, six years. You're right. And, and, And it also... Uh, in the cover, <clears throat> my son is in the in the, in the cover uh, art as well, and because he was in the studio for all of the songs, coming to New York would be everything. So mm-hmm. I, I'm very proud of that record, but that was like more one of my. I wanted it to be kind of personal, just right. to explain some things, you know, in songs without me talking about it, like. So I spoke about everything. My father passing, being tame, breaking up in a whole song. Right. From yeah. all this shit I just told you in a song, yeah. all the way till in the song where we, uh, where, where I go solo, but still in the song I'm saying where I come from and that's what it's gonna be. I'm always gonna have this on my arm tattooed. So mm-hmm. I know that, you know, I can't escape that. So I'm gonna rather celebrate it. And, and at the same time, Whoever hear the record, I wanted them to understand, like, you know, on my end, this is what I bring to the table as a solo artist to the group that I was in. And if it happened again, it's going to be this way and probably a little bit more because from being a solo artist, you learn a lot of shit about yourself. No. You learn about your your skill and, and, and talent level because you know it's just you now and there's nobody to parlay rhymes off. There's no eight-bar verse. Uh, and then the next one, you know, his come in is like, damn, I yeah. got to do three sixteens now mm-hmm. and the hooks. And that was like actually that. my next question. What 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 did you feel the difference was between being a solo artist and a group artist? That just that pressure. Um, it's but, all on you now. But then yeah. I had a part two to that question. Being that you took that break from music, how had it changed from like a technical aspect? Like getting back into the studio mm-hmm. was the technology. Nah. In that six year span, did it? You know what I mean? Because like, no, 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 this shit change. Yeah, nah, not, not so much because like you know, because you said the internet was just starting to like yeah, come yeah, in yeah. a little bit. Mm. I was, it was, just, I was judging beat battles online in, in Canada websites back then. Mm. You know, when I was doing those records because I had put the record out, so yeah. you know, a lot of people was getting wind of it, and I was really just, you know, I'm like, okay, I'm getting comfortable, right. and you know. I didn't know if people even wanted to hear me by myself. Right. Pretty much coming from where I came from. So I knew in my mind, I was like, I have to go be like extra, extra, get better. Mm-hmm. And all facets of making songs. And, you know, I always tell people who don't think doing what we do is not a real job. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. the hardest damn thing you could do is try to make a a song, yo, like mm-hmm. lines in these songs where people feel, oh, shit. you know, that's not, you have to go in with a mindset to say, if people already expect something out of you, now that you're by yourself, you're going to have to impress me a whole lot more, make me yeah. let go of these dollars out of my pocket, bro. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. do you sound like now, Elder Sensei? You're not with Tame no more, it's mm-hmm. just you. Yeah, and chaos is yeah. He with you. What the cuts sound like? So I was making sure with everything we was doing. I'm like, damn, I gotta really concentrate, focus, focus, focus. That's how I was, you know. And but because I had producers that was giving me, my man Kool Aid in Croatia, Jay Rawls, my man Seb used to work at Fat Beats. I found out he made beats and his shit was dope. I got beats a couple of joints for him. 
Um, Can Kick gave me a joint and didn't know he was all a part of the whole Mad Lib thing at the time, but I knew of him, you know, so, you know, I had my man from home, you know, do a track for me. So, you know, I just was trying to make a record not so far from an artifact record, right? But by myself, right? At well, least. and you said it yourself too. Uh, I don't mean to cut you off, but you said it yourself too. It's not hard work because you wore a couple different hats at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like you said, you did the artwork. You kind of a and R in yourself. Yeah, still. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, because you know you putting you releasing the stuff on your own. You going mm-hmm. to all these people and making a project happen. So, yo, shout to you. More power. You know, more power yeah. to you, my Thank brother. You. Thank uh, you. Well, now, um, now, now, present day, you do have an extensive catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have a favorite project? Yeah, I would say the Unusual album because that record, when I went to Fat Beats after I was, and I, I thank you to uh, West Jackson Seven Heads label. Okay. Um, anybody that give me an opportunity, I thank them you know, because you like my man told me at Big B when we left there, like, L, you only as good as your last record. Mm-hmm. That's the best advice I ever got. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's so nice. I was conscious of that. So any anytime I did records on any label up above, Mary Joy, whatever, I just like, let me do my best. So when I leave here, I'm leaving the track record for everything I was doing. So the unusual, when I got there, I knew a few dudes that, I knew a lot of dudes that worked at Fat Beats at the time. So they saw me come in there and had a meeting there, and they all in the meeting. Meeting is over. They're like, oh, come here, come here, come here, come here. Like, oh, we love the relax, relate, and release. You was, my man was like, you was mad personal. Mm-hmm. You was this, that, and the third. He said, but you know what? When you do this record, if if Joe give, it ain't no if he he gonna give me the deal. All right, well, I already have have the record done already anyway. So, but he was like, yo, just like, come here, come here, come here. I'm like, all right, what, what? He's like, yo, just make this shit for two, like, hell, <laughs> man, like, yo, just, I already know you can run. Just like. You said all this, I listened to that whole album back and forth. You were mad person, just black out. Like, if anything, for me, please just, just black out on these shits. I'm like, all right, all right, cool, cool. So knowing them, and, and when, even when we had the meeting, when I had most of the songs done, and the first song I played was Crowd Pleaser, and they was just like, holy shit. Like, they was all convinced. Then they're like, all right, yeah, okay, we want more of that. I was like, yo, so that record I didn't, was like the first album I A and R for myself. Picked all the all, all the producers, Illmind, Jake One. You know, I called Socrates in Canada. He was in New York. I said, like, I need a track from you. I met him at the studio. Red didn't know I was there. He's come out the booth. What you doing here? I'm like, oh, I'm getting some beats from Socrates. He's like, what, what, uh, uh, he go to the he go to the MP looking with some. What you giving him? Everybody, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna pick. You ain't gonna pick, son. So, you know. You know, that was fun, you know, having Sean P on the rest in peace, he, having him on the album. That's my man. Uh, you know, and a lot of people still when they hear that be like, I oh, know you did a song with Sean P I'm like, hey, real proud. So it's like, you know, I'm I'm very proud of that record. You know, I remember giving him the the money, checking out like, he knew, oh fuck, fuck. Hell, I'm trying this is beforehand, yo, I'm trying to get this TV and shit. He didn't know what I was gonna give him. He's just like, man, I'm trying to get the TV and shit. I, I got to get a new one, da, 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 da. He's like, the one I want, though, I got the bread for it. I just don't know if I want to do it now. So I'm like, man, go ahead and buy the TV, yo. Yeah. He's like, buy the TV? What you mean? Buy the TV, Sean. <laughs> I'll see you tomorrow. Uh. He's like, buy the TV, yo? <laughs> <laughs> buy the TV? <laughs> I like, buy the TV, B. So he came, came to Jersey. 
Um, my man Third Rail, he, he's a he's a barber by day, producer by night. Made the beat. Okay. Shit was dope. I played it for showing over the phone. Oh, I'm like now nah, I'm right there. Mm-hmm. What's my man Peter? And it's crazy because. Sean came to my crib, he saw my house, he saw everything. When we would go to my man P original crib, it's just crazy that they both gone. Yeah. And we made these songs in this span of time. And when this is when he saw me doing what I was doing, and he was still in Helter Skelter. Mm. So he watched me do this shit. I mean, he came to Jersey with them. They had a big it was a big show in Nook, and they had a trailer. Whole boot camp in there. I'm sitting on the, I come in there, L, what up, what up? Like, no, I'm L. Sit down, he's like, I'm rolling up. He's looking at me like, yo, let me ask you a question. I'm like, what? Yo, how do it feel? Like, you by yourself. Like, I'm like, like, what do you mean? Like, motherfucker, you know what I'm talking about? What do it feel like? You ain't got shit, no money. You bouncing by yourself. You, you might have inspired that right there. Listen. Like, so I, when I asked him again, I'm like, so what do you, and I'm fucking with him now, like, mm-hmm. what do you mean by myself, yo? L, do I gotta spell it out, nigga? I see you on the light box of Fat Beats. Like this. <laughs> and that's what he did. He was, <laughs> I see you. So I'm like, you know what? I feel good, but like, you gotta still work. I said, the only part of that, the part of it that you you ain't gonna like is the fact that you have to do everything. You're doing all the rhyming, Double you gotta do all now. the hook, you gotta do all that shit, yo, it's just you. Mm-hmm. Fuck that, I'm ready to do it, I'm ready to do that. I'll see what you're doing, I'll see what you're doing. And we smoking, and they were all right there, <laughs> you yeah. right there. So he, I was just like, man, just like, you know, if anything, just prepare yourself. You know, I don't know how you gonna do it, whatever, the, I don't know when you gonna do this, but just prepare yourself to be working your ass off right. for what you talking about right yeah. now. So he was like, nah, I'm ready. And then boom, boom. I'm like, oh my God. He like, proved it, yeah. I was man, like, yo, yeah, I said, did. my man was black. I was like, yo, he's like, yo, I ain't doing that. Like, then he like, then I said to him, look, boom, 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 I see you. <laughs> we had mad H3C festivals and in, in, in like Atlanta. I see him everywhere I'm doing. I'm just like, yo, my man went way far than I, yeah, the, yeah, in the yeah. beginning, I, like the from the pop off. Yeah. Like I didn't know it was gonna yeah. be like that, but I knew. It was a potential for it, but it was just like he had to ask somebody because he, and that's when we did the song. He's like, "Yo, you fucking from a group? I'm from a group." Even in the verse you hear in his in the song we did, he say it in the verse. Sean yeah. Price, like, no shit, no money. He say it in the verse. Like, yeah. I was like, "You crazy?" I was like, "I know you gonna say that, but that's just like you know that record was something for me, where it showed me like if I put my mind to it and actually get with people." That want to have the same thing happen for them for themselves. You make great shit happen, mm-hmm. and Fabby's Even after I did that record, while I was doing the record, people were leaving, getting fired. I'm like, oh, y'all doing this on me now? Like, I'm putting this shit together, and you know, but you make shit happen. Yeah, yeah. You know, you can't Rest in peace to Fat Beats as well, because it's not there no more, right? Nah, not, they don't yeah. have no store. They still got the factory. is in yeah. is in California. Mm-hmm. They still. But you know the. But, the the, but yeah, but the store, store yeah, the store, like all yeah. of them, was, you know. But they, but they, it's crazy. They, they got one open in L.A. right now, so that's that's okay. they starting back okay. up. Mm. Yeah, thank you for that Sean P. story. Right. And, uh, I do. And yeah, actually, I was just gonna say for <laughs> for all the fans out there, make sure you go back and do your history on Fat Beats because that was right. like a landmark hip hop staple yeah. of New Word. York, where I mean, MCs, everybody pop in and out, yep. ciphers, yep. DJs. Obviously, they sold wax. They ended up making a record label. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Just a big story, just a, a big part of hip hop. And they do distribution. 
No, that's, I, that's, I, that's where, uh, excuse me, that's where Eminem calls on, uh, is it the Hurry first up. album or the second album oh, that he, uh, he pranks the girl? You know what I'm talking about? I think like, yeah, 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 yeah. Eminem records. <laughs> and she's like, well, you're like, Eminem, you fucking big and you had never heard shit. That's Fat Beats, yeah. Shout out, shout out to and rest in peace to Fat Beats. Mm-hmm. Um, you also did a couple of collab albums. Yeah, tell me a little bit about the Returners mm. um, project. Man, it was my dude. Um, uh, my man DJ Legal from the Snow Goons told me about them, and he wanted me. To, they just wanted to drop. I did the drop. Mm-hmm. A week later, he said, "Yo, they want to do. They want you to do a verse for one of their dudes in um, Poland, uh, a group called A Front." All right, boom. I'll do the verse, send it back to them. They like it. He said, yo, they want to, like, yo, tell them to hit me my, on my own shit. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. like, what's up? He's like, yo, they want to do an EP or something like that with you. So I was like, all right, well, tell them to call me and hit me up. So these dudes at the time was like 19, 17, teenagers. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right, you know, um, I, they sent me a couple of beats. And they're from where? Poland? Uh, they are from, uh, let me say it right, Dankst, Poland. What? G D A N S K. But it ain't Gdanks, but it's Gdanks. Right. Gdanks. Poland. So this Shout is a small Danks. town. It's, it's not, you know, it's, I loved it out there. <laughs> I was like the only black dude running around Poland doing hip hop shit, but it's like, <laughs> you know, and, and I saw some of the comments like after we were doing, we were like, oh, you had to go get an American black guy to do music with you, the big official. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I saw that in the comments. Yeah, I'm like, well, y'all stop, yo, y'all need to stop with that. But, but I will say, like, that was when at, when I did that it was was after Unusual was dying out, mm-hmm. and, and when they asked me, I was like, you know what, fuck it, let's do it. I was yeah. like, you know, I'm. And and I was in between a lot of decisions as far as business, like you know, management and stuff like that. I was, Cause mm-hmm. I really never had it like a manager, nothing like that. So when I had my man help help me out, my man Lamont Temple, peace, L. Okay. Um, you know, he was doing me an OC, and I was like, look, do O. I'm gonna go ahead and do this. I'm gonna go to Poland real quick and see where this get me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> got me a lot. Mm-hmm. Got me a lot. Did the EP with them. Um, I did one song, and then they was like, yo, like you kind of taking long, so we're gonna fly you out here. Flew me out, recorded everything there. These dudes were setting up shows at the same time we doing this recording. Nice. Uh, that shit came out. I went back home. It did good. Got a deal again, but for a whole full album. Um, was able to get Top Phoenix on the joint, Acrobatic. Um, got to work with Rock Moss. Uh, um, my man Reef, Lost Cause in Philly. You know, it. it um, those records because these dudes was young and they was fans of Primo and mm-hmm. so when we did the first EP I'm like y- y'all sound like home but it's like all this shit been touched already mm-hmm. so when we traveling around we stopping then, sorry one of the last shows we did we stopped at a train station and, and it was like a, a record store in the station and they, and they was digging in there I was like let me ask you a question why y'all don't dig for Poland records like Polish artists they do y'all realize that at every time period there was a funk Polish artist there was a you know, jazz is all this shit. And do that. Yeah. So, and the dude, the producer, little, he was a fan. He's a he know these dudes know everything. Now, I know everything, so I'm with them on the road. We driving, they playing. I know Double Barrel. I know Torrey. I know Marco Polo. Y'all ain't telling me nothing. I know all of this shit. <laughs> so I'm I'm playing them shit they don't know about. I'm playing Mad Dealer shit though at the time. Mm. I'm playing them like a lot of lot of different stuff. Old shit they probably ain't know about. So little is back in, and he's in the front. I'm in the back. He in the passenger seat, soaking all this shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we do all these shows, 
and we go back to their crib. I got two days off before I go home. He starts playing me shit because he in the back. He in the, he doing shit. I don't know. We in the room. He doing shit. Before I got there, he was doing shit. So because we playing all this stuff, so all that shit we were doing on the Global Takeover Two, mm. he was doing all of this while we was touring. So when we that two days, he he one day we just I was nice. We all drinking. All his boys is over. They all young. I'm, I'm, you know, but they 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 like okay. He, he y'all knew who you working with like so they realized. But then they all his friends is tripping. So we in the room, and he's like L. He barely spoke a little English. He's like, mm -hmm. oh, I want to play some shit for you. Just let you know I'm paying attention. This dude started playing all them beats for the record. I'm like, oh. I'm like, okay. I'm like, yo, I didn't know you had this in. I know who Dilla is. I know I can make shit like this. I can make shit like that. I'm like, okay. I was good because this is what I'm trying to tell you. But he took that as a challenge yeah. to, to say, and, and, and he played the, the beat that me and Tafini, I was like, oh shit, like, yeah, little, that's what I'm talking about, little boy. Like, these dudes are 19. Yeah, yeah, they babies still. Yeah. And I, I still talk to them, and everybody keep asking me if we're gonna do a part three, but that was a, I only left going there because while we was there doing a tour, the president and his old cabinet crashed in a, a plane crash. No, oh, Russia. I don't shit. know if y'all remember that. Oh know. yeah, yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, yeah. that shit happened. I, I, we had just a dope ass show. It was a dude, but man, OSTR, shout to you. OSTR is the biggest artist in Poland as far as underground hip hop music. Mm -hmm. so look that shit up. O dot S dot T dot R dot. <laughs> that motherfucker is great. And he had us on a tour with him. It was thousand people in this place in this box. We leave there, we go to the hotel room, he, we order mad pizza, we in there drinking, smoking, boom, 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 and we go to sleep. Yeah. I left the TV on to the news all the time when I'm in Europe. Mm -hmm. I know, I'm fucked that, I wanna know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm asleep, but I hear all this Presidente, Presidente. Nine o'clock in the morning, I wake up. They all asleep. I'm looking at this shit like, oh, what does that say? Looking again, I'm like, oh shit. I'm like waking them up. Yo, y'all president is dead. Like. Mm -hmm. The plane crashed. They like what? I'm not, all I saw a fire on the screen. I was like, in, in a matter of two days, I don't care who you was as an artist. Mm -hmm. You yeah, was Metallica. You uh -huh. was the fucking Celine Dion. <laughs> us, whoever you was. So you they sent you. You were home. Yeah. You got sent back home. Yeah. So I, I'm I commend. I commend them dudes. They helped me out a lot. And you know that was a blessing working with them. I still talk to them to this day. No, and hopefully we'll do something more. And then you also put out a project called the Jersey Connection. K Def. How did that? Uh... That was dope. I don't like the fucking dude at the label. <laughs> a different label, of course. <laughs> yeah, this is Slice and Slice and Spice record. Yeah. You know, me and K did that record in 2008. We recorded them songs. And when the dude get the shit in his lap, don't you have really nothing to complain about except for promote the record and do what you got to do. Right. You know, so a lot of a lot of stuff didn't happen the way he wanted to because. Instead of you being a label dude, you want to be the label dude and concentrate on the booking manager dude over here that you ain't got nothing to do with. I'm just saying a little bit, but that's how the shit flamed out. And right. I told K-Def, you know, I love you, bro. All of us on the phone at the same time. I can say this shit because I don't care. I told him. I said, yo, I know this your man right now on the phone and y'all do records together, but I don't need him. I could do, you know, I don't want to fuck with what you're doing, mm -hmm. but this is what I'm trying to do. And, you know... For anybody that wanted to know what happened with that record, ask Richard Smith. There you go. I did my part. <laughs>
And then you did a collab album with Sadat X in 2018 called XL. So. Yes, and that I'm very proud of Shout too. Out to Dot X, the Dottie Dot X, the boy. Big now, bro. a question: Why do the collab album with Sadat X and not Lord Jamar? <laughs> well, <laughs> good one. All right, that's that's okay. That's a good Jamal was on DJ Vlad. Now, right at the time, no because more. I know. Yes, there we go. <laughs> Because and me and X always saw each other on the street more than I would see Jamar. I would, when Jamar was living in Brooklyn, I used to go to his house all the time. But then mm-hmm. I would still see X on the street at parties or any some kind of function like that. So it it kind of you know. And where did I see X at this night? We agreed to do this Smith and Wesson Pete Rock album release party in New York. Oh shit! I don't know if y'all even know about that night. That was infamous night. No, bro. No, was, I know went, the album, but it I went know. down that night. The police. Pete talked about it. They hemmed up his wife in the spot. He, no shit. There was a lot oh, of shit was shit. going on that night. He, uh, was, he, was, he was mad that night, but there was a lot of dudes in the spot fighting. Damn. Uh, a lot of shit at the door before that happened. And it was crazy because X was trying to get me in at the time that shit happened. I saw everything happen in front of me. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh shit, I'm going home. <laughs> but we was at the, we had did an interview before we went in there. And, um, you know, somebody asked us, like, well, y'all never thought about doing an album together? Somebody just in the crowd. I was like, right. no, you never think we was like, oh, shit, nah. I mean, I actually never thought about that. And at the time, that night, Sadat's manager was there and her husband and my man was there. And after we did the interview, he was like, yo, y'all, y'all never really thought about doing that? <laughs> I looked at X and was like, no, but I'm like, and I guess because we was on the spot, we was like, why not? Yeah, exactly. Next week, we was in the studio. <laughs> we, we, we started recording. And uh, to bring us to present day, you just recently dropped a single called Dark Matter that we opened the show up with. I think that's uh-huh. a really dope track. I Word. just wanted to let you know that, so I wish Thank you nothing but much success with now, that. Now, that that single is um, a group called Basic Vocab in uh, Miami that I'm, I'm featured on the song. I think I'm on the third verse. And that's a song produced by my man Tony Galvin. Um, man, Tony did a lot of stuff. For those that don't know, Tony Galvin did Trina, Baddest Bitch. He did No don't, no Nan for Trick Daddy. That's but, my shit. Yeah, he did a lot of stuff. <laughs> a lot of, I mean, he did a lot of shit for T.I., a lot of shit for uh, um, Future. He did some stuff for Future. He did a lot of stuff for um, um, uh, 2 Chains. So it's like the stuff he did, that Dark Matter, yeah. that's him for real. Yeah. Like, I got a whole project with this man. Uh, I got Dying Ass on the record from Miami. Moni Love on the record. Nice. Moni Love. Cy Rock is on the record. My man Scam out of Miami who do all the graphics. Scam is on a, on a song with me. Um, and you looking to drop that this year? Yeah, this is coming out this year. Um, okay. we, we I just shot a bunch of videos in Atlanta. So, uh, my man Shabam Sadiq is on the record. Nice. Uh, that's big. Yeah, my, uh, my friend Star, she's a fucking dope ass MC. She's on the that's record like, with me. This is like a raucous renaissance right there. Yeah, I mean, these are all people that I were, I know as friends and I know still working, so I'm just, you know, this this album is one of many, one of, we'll say of five that I got coming back to back to back to back. back. Right. Let, let and you're also... Question. Go ahead. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Burns. Um, r- with respect to working with uh, Digging in the Crates, because mm. uh, it seems like after the second album... Uh, well, 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 you were still with Artifacts. You don't really uh, mess with them too much after that. Guess what? Because I know um, could talk to me. All right. That's a good setup right there. So, and because I just gave him a song too. The next, which is, is done, is mastered, artwork done. I'm going to show them before I leave. The next Artifacts album is 10 songs entirely produced by Buck Wow. Out! 
There goes your DITC. And we record we recorded one of the joints at my man 100% crit. We actually uh that was actually a fan question from the homie at the questions on Twitter. He wanted to ask, would you and Tame ever make another artifacts album? Yep, we got one. So new new artifacts album, one hundred percent produced by Buckwild coming in twenty twenty one. Yes indeed. Now I I just got an update. So, because the manufacturing of the vinyl is crazy right now for everybody, and mm-hmm, because right. of this COVID shit, yeah. mm-hmm. he told me that it'll, it'll more than likely be done by June. Nice summer so release. I, I, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I thought it would be the spring, but he told me about June. So, all right. And you mentioned that you recorded some of this at the Homie 100's house. Yes, um, the yes, Homie yes, 100's yes. in the building with us today. Shout out to him and welcome, of course. Um, the homie 100 is a friend of the show. He's yep. done work with us before, and now he's working with Elder Sensei. Can we expect a, a project from y'all brothers anytime soon? Oh, yeah. Soon? Oh, yeah. But I'm going to set it up where y'all got to understand where this comes from. You know, this is like years, years, and years. If you go, you can go back and see documented footage of him in the Come On With The Get Down video. All right. And so know. when you guys drop that album, come back. Oh, yeah. Because I want to hear yeah. this whole story 100. I want to get into your history and, other, yeah. and, and everything that you've been working on. Um, mm-hmm. And speaking of the come on with the come on, was there a remix with Buster Rhymes? Yes, is there a story was. behind yes, this? Yeah. It, it, this is dope. I'm going to try to be fast with it. One year, uh, we was on the bus ride to Morgan State College. We uh, was in the new school. Jay Z, original flavor, Dame Dash. Artifacts, TCF Crew, KMD, Curious Joe. KMD. <laughs> On one bus? Yeah. Damn. Um, Shout out to MF and, Doom, and, RP. Legendary and, and, bus. Yeah, and hard to obtain. Nice. Out. Okay. So we went. We on the bus going down to the, to the school, and they were all up in the front. Me and Tame, everybody, TCF crew, everybody, lesser known, <laughs> we in the back. So I had, we, I was the only one that had the radio again. Okay, we got the radio. So we playing just amongst our, me and Tame. You know, okay, we playing, you know, our shit. So just maybe six songs from the album, and we just listening. And Buff, the, he heard the radio. He's like, "Yo, bring the radio in the front." He's like, "Oh." Shit. So we had to go. I'm all. We go all the way to the front of the bus, and it's like him, Jay Z, all these motherfuckers. Oh shit! So he's like, yeah. So like, yeah. Let me see the radio real quick. Snatch. Snatch that shit right. <laughs> Snatch that shit right out my hands. He's like, so yeah. Y'all, what's your name? He's like, he's like artifacts. Right. He's like, yeah. He's like, I heard you I heard of y'all on stretching Bobita. Yeah. Word. Word. I heard of y'all. He's like, so what's this? Okay. What's this in the deck? What's this? Y'all album and shit. Like, yeah. It was like six joints though. He's like, all right. You mind if I play it? I'm like, damn, not really. You got the shit in your head, man. So it's all Dinko, Charlie, everybody, all here. Yeah, he yeah, played yeah. two songs. Well, it was it Heavy Ammunition and Wrong Side? Got to that motherfucker. Come on to get down. He didn't even let that shit play through the first four bars and shit. He stopped it at when the beat dropped. And he just looked at everybody. He looked at us. He's like, yo, now this is the tape. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the tape again. You know, he let it play. My whole verse. Stop it again. Rain rewound it again. Played it. All the way to tame verse. Stop it. Played it. Rewound it again. Keep, keep going back. He just like, he ain't saying nothing though. And everybody just waiting, looking. Mm-hmm. He played the whole thing. Everybody bopping. Nobody saying shit. And as soon as the record was over, it went silence. He stopped that shit. 
This is him. Looked around, everybody on the bus. Looked at Charlie and Dinko, looked at me and Tane. And because it's, you know, seat, 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 we the bus. So people were looking over the seat, everybody, you know, leaning around, shit like that. So he's like, yo, if y'all ever do a remix for this song, I want to be on it. <laughs> we was on the spot, like. <laughs> and, and, and you can imagine, you can imagine Buster's face, like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, yo. yo. With that, everybody with that, with, energy, and with that voice and energy. shit, with yo, that growl. Yo, everybody was froze, B, and then he just kept the radio, and he just kept playing that shit. Yo, everybody on the bus, I swear to God, no lie, I kid you not, I swear on my father's grave, everybody on this bus is singing this damn song mm. to a point where it's like, you know, it's crazy. We like, yeah. they go, play it again, play it again. They, now they're not even saying, come on with that, with the come on. They just come on, get down. Come on, what the fuck? <laughs> so we so go, they we, remixing it yo, on, right, on the bus. It's, and this is everybody on the bus. You can, I, I, if I, I, Ski Beats probably might not remember, but if I refresh his memory, he will know. Uh, we got in, we went into school. Leaders do what's next. This one, what what's next is out. They do their show, we do our shit. We only had Nubian Crackers. And and some of the demos we did, mm-hmm. they, we, that was it for us. Everybody do the show. We leaving. Buster like, yo, give me your number. I'm I'm not, I'm serious. I'm dead ass. I'm like, I right, bet. Uh, get back on the bus. He stay out there. We go back on the bus. Mm-hmm. First, who the fuck, the first person to ask to play the song? In, the, in the darkness, on 95, Jay-Z. Hope. Yo, L, we all just meet. Yeah. Mind you, we in the school, inside the radio station, mm-hmm. arguing. Me, Jay-Z, Dame, and, and Ski arguing who was the better DJ on In Control Show, Clark Kent or Pete Rock. <laughs> <laughs> in, in the school, while we supposed to be interviewing each other Damn. and shit. Damn. And you decided with Pete Rock, huh? Yeah, I did, I did. But I like Clark yeah, too, but he was more clean. Care, of course. Of course. No. Thank but, you, but, that, you that's know, an that awesome shit crazy. But Buster's, So did the remix ever come to fruition? Now, when Buster, I, I, when I went to Buck's crib, the album's out, single doing good. I, I, I can do a remix now. I go to the Bronx, go to Buck's crib. I'm like, yo, okay. You get the remix, Buck. What's up? What you gonna do? He may play me two beats. Oh, yeah, but it's Buster, yo. Come on, yeah. it's Buster Rhymes. So he's like, all right, man, hold on. Fuck that. Fuck that. He pull out the, the floppy disk, put that shit in the SP. Bah, 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 bah. He started making a beat right in my face. Mm-mm, what you like about this one right here? And I'm like, <laughs> bet. And that came out. Boom, mm, 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 mm. I'm like, okay, give me this shit. He put it on CD. Boom, leave. <laughs> that next week, I call Buster. Yo, I got the beat. Yo, you wanna get on the remix? He's like, word, we did the beat. Wow, again, word, okay. Where you at? I said, I'm in the city. Come to soundtrack. Studio, we all with you. Uh-huh. Go in there, I play that shit, and he loses his mind. Like, oh my God, like, yo, this shit even better than the other one. And I remember we set the session up. We go in there, Rampage there with him. I don't think Slick was there. And oh, Buster was just like, yo, like, we in this, we writing. We like, fuck it, we trying to get ready. We fucking with this thing on the song. And he just kept coming, what y'all got? What y'all got? What y'all, what you, uh, what you got? What you got? <laughs> I'm like, hey, what you got, yo? I'm trying to make sure I got something for you. Like, come mm-hmm. on. So we writing, he just kept coming over there. Like, what you got, yo? Say it, say it. <laughs> say it, yo. So, so we heard, he heard, and he really wanted to hear what we were saying. So he, and then he went in the booth. Oh, come in the booth. I come in there, and, he, and this shit was so wild, bro. He was in there, and he started spitting his verse, and he told my man to start recording it. He's look he every and because every line was ha. What's the bronze giving body blows? Ha. 
I was just sitting there looking like, what is happening right now? <laughs> so he knocked this shit out. And we did, and he did the hook and everything. And he meant what he said. You know, we paid him the bread and everything. Only thing happened with the label, they didn't do a damn video for it. And thank you, Sylvia Rome. Damn. That's, That's awesome, bullshit. though. That's an awesome story. Shout out to Buster Rhymes. Great story. Word up. Um, before we wrap it up, um, that's where everybody the, that's make where the, excuse me that's where they burn you when I'm smoking the chalice for Elder Sensei ah there you go um, everybody make sure you go out and download Dark Matter make sure you go stream that make sure you go download XL the, um, the Jersey Connections mm-hmm. relax relate and release make mm-hmm. sure you download that stem make sure you download check Between the unusual. Rock and Horror Place make sure you check the unusual mm-hmm. the Jersey Connection um, what's the website for the merch alright you go to my Instagram page uh, Sensei from NJ S-E-N-S-E-I From NJ You can go to the link in my bio The the, the uh, page is there But I tell everybody to stay on my Instagram Because I have a lot more stuff On my IG page that's not on the site But you can definitely go to the site And check out everything that's like The basic stuff that I have there But you stay with me on Instagram Because there I have all the trackless t-shirts All the long sleeve trackless shirts I have all the hoodies there The embroidery sweatshirts So you hit me on Sensei from NJ, IG, link is in the bio. Actually, the link is Chillo Productions, C-H-I-L-L-O-W Productions.com slash Elder Sensei. And you'll see everything there. But you could and you'll see all the music, excuse me, all the music links that he just said. You can hit the bio and it'll see all, it'll take you to everything. I got all the Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Google, every any link that you buy your music from is there, it'll take you right to it. Yeah, so make sure you're following that page um, and also keep a lookout for all the new projects dropping this year. I think you say you're trying to drop like five projects this year. Yes. So make sure you're following that page to get the five projects and to be up on the new Artifacts album Mm -hmm. that's going to drop. I got one more fan question for you. Um, The questions from, uh, at the questions from Twitter wanted to know what is your favorite Artifacts song? (sighs) Okay, I'm going to say a personal one because it was actually the first title of the song me and Tame ever did. So on the second album on That's Them, the song Break It Down. Yes. Okay. Sean J. Perry, I love that song because it, it, that way we was rhyming was how we met in the studio the first time we recorded the same title song, but on a different beat. And it was, I, I, that's my personal favorite. But if I had to say another one, it would be Collaboration of Mike. Okay. Okay. There you go. Shout Ask the, the question. Word up. Um, we got a, a quick segment. We call this uh, 10 Shots with VSOP, the brother right here, VSOP. Mm-hmm. He's going to ask you 10 questions, rapid fire. Boom. Don't think about it, just answer them, and then yeah. we'll go into the uh, answers a little bit after yeah. that. Okay. These are just all based off uh, past episodes or what we just talked about right mm-hmm. here. So, uh, whenever you're ready, here we go. Here we go. Number 10 Smith and Wesson or Helter Scott. Mm. <laughs> and it's funny you said that because I was playing Matt Smith and West in the last two days, so I say Smith and West. All right. Lords of the Underground or Naughty? Lords. All right. Big Pun or Big L? Big L. Boys in the Hood, Juice or Menace Society? Tupac was crazy as hell on Juice, though. Facts. Juice? Facts. Right. Yeah, I say that. <laughs> he scared me a little bit. No ah. doubt, no doubt. Purple hey, Bishop. Where he was in the elevator, though, for real. <laughs> Popping <laughs> off in the elevator, fucking everybody else. Uh, purple tape or Iron Man? Mm. Purple tape. All right. Fat beats or raucous? Fat beats. 
Jay Dillo Primo. Hmm. I had more time with Primo, so I say Prime. All right, no doubt. Uh, Mob Deep Wu Tang. Damn. <laughs> Mob Deep. Best era in Ooh. your best era in your opinion? Eighties, nineties, or two thousands? Mm, I come. I'm in the nineties. I'm from the nineties, but eighty eight. 1988 yeah. still busts a lot of years' asses, so yeah. I say 80s. And the final one, the one that started everything, Biggie, Jay-Z, and Nas. Mm. Nas is more of my caliber of uh, speak, deep wordage, easy flow. That's the one thing, I, would, I if I ever meet Nas again in person, I would just tell him you have the most effortless flow where mm -hmm. you do not force your voice out and project and that should still come out mm -hmm. fucking crazy mm -hmm. Nas the God yo Nas shout out God, to man. him and that's the need a track with Nas word hey shit if I had that bread <laughs> I had them chips <laughs> I'd be like yo son word but I'll tell you who I, if I had the money right now to do it I'd do a song with the locks okay, okay. we'd like to hear that and you said juice cause uh, Tupac scared you yeah, hey, that dude, he turned straight weird through the middle of the movie. Yo, facts, yo. I heard somebody say. When you think about it, him, he went. Him, I heard somebody say that the movie turns into a horror movie halfway through. Yeah, yeah. 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 At the funeral talk to the moms, yeah. Yeah. that was that's some that psychopath shit. Next, next level, next level. That was that. Oh, bro, that he was chased that Jack Batman Nicholson everywhere. Shit. <laughs> that was that Jack Nicholson shit. And he right was there. popping up like a ninja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about to, you took the right out because yeah. all I thought about was the locker. Yo, yeah. yo, he was like he was he was he was like the the butler from Mr. Deeds and shit. Yeah, popping up. But I'm gonna give y'all I'm gonna give y'all I'm gonna tell y'all a secret. I don't know if y'all know about this, but it was a movie in France, in Paris, called Le Hen. Uh -huh. I never watched that movie before. Uh -huh. It was made in, the, in 94, around the same time Juice was made. It's a, a French version. Oh, Juice? Around a time where, in France, they was having the protests and riots and for the students. Mm -hmm. And it's about, uh, in the project, uh, uh, I think a police had a fight with some dude and the gun fell and the dude, same shit, dude found the gun. Mm. But this dude went crazy just like Tupac did because of the gun. Oh, wow. uh, but it's a part in the movie that's so dope because it, it was like it showed you how my man was rolling up the hash and the aluminum foil and all that shit like that. But he had a speaker in the window and the project's playing some shit loud as hell. And that showed me then, like, damn, French motherfuckers just like us. Yeah, the project <laughs> is the project yeah. anywhere in the Hold world. The world up, everywhere, Absolutely. everywhere. I get Oh, uh, last one, real quick. You just said uh, Mob Deep versus Wu Tang. You, yeah. you, oh, uh, you said. I know that. I know that probably hit a lot now, of people hard. No, 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 no. Because a lot of people, honestly, they go for Wu Tang, but yeah. uh, you, you went the opposite. Because when you, you know, you talking about two dudes mm, versus nine. Where, yeah, and and I have to think about like impact. I have many nights listening to both of these albums. Mm. And to know that Havoc did all the tracks and for Prodigy to shine more on the tracks than the person yeah. that made them, mm. but even for Havoc to know that mm -hmm. drove him to do the beats even more. To, yeah. to say like, if this the element we gonna have, then and but the shit sound like, come on man. Like, nah, I, I could tell you a lot of beats even still burn. When I hear that shit, I'm like, Havoc? Havoc a beats on the mic low key though, man. Right. Yeah, I mean, I that, like man, too, that, and, but yeah, it, it, but that's what I'm saying. Like, for them, but 
for every group, there's always one person that everybody gravitates toward, but yeah. you more appreciate the other dude because of the work you know he put into his craft because mm-hmm. he knows about the fact that what I just said for the other artist mm-hmm. that makes yeah. havoc better. No, yeah, and you ain't a, never lie. In, in but I, I think the question in itself answers itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if Mob Deep. The two man group is strong enough to go against the nine man Wu Tang. Mm-hmm. Right. They already won. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and you think. But about, shout out to both of them. Both yeah, because yeah, 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 no. uh, when you think yeah. if you think about that in your mind as a versus, that's why the versus things is crazy for me because we already know what these songs are and when they come on. Yeah. So you when you think about those songs coming on and you think about the slaps of the snares, you think about the, the, the skits mm-hmm. that come before the songs come on. Mm-hmm. This shit is all set up, so it's it's easy for you to make a decision because when you hear these songs the first time you hear them the effect that they gave on you mm-hmm. that's why yeah. people that's this is why people top five list shouldn't change i don't give a fuck who came after your top and five five years ago ten years ago it shouldn't change the effect that what the first five did for you so it doesn't right. matter right. or the fact change. that you got the Wu-Tang <laughs> we were just talking the about that. Beat beats absolutely uh, yeah, yeah, we're up. We we were just talking about that with like uh, Biggie and Jay Z, and I was just like, "Yo, there's there's a couple of songs that Biggie got that <clears throat> you can't put anything that Hov got that mm-hmm. I'm gonna pick Hov. Right. I'm always gonna go with that Biggie song because mm-hmm. of the way it just it resonates with me. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's the thing that the I tell people as a fan that moment that you have can't be taken away from you because it's gonna always stay there. <laughs> yeah, and that's yeah, the yeah. that that's so, the magic of music. It's mm-hmm. those memories that you make, and anytime you hear that song, it, it you time travel. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Even with right. a song like uh, um the wrong side of the track. Yeah. I heard that song again for the first time. I want to say three or four days ago mm-hmm. in doing my research mm-hmm. and it just brought me back like damn this used to be my shit I remember I copping love, the yeah, vinyl yeah, yeah, you know, that's you the, know that's the vinyl the single I, tell I remember what I was doing and shit yeah, yeah, like, so, um, so who, who we gonna do on the versus battle versus artifact I always say I tell you the best <laughs> the best matchup we probably could have for me because I've seen it online too it's probably Smith and Wesson for me Oh, yeah, man, there you dope. go. Uh, versus and we two we've done, and we've that, done we done shows with them. Get that get Seven, that, that shit work. Swiss and Tim, so, we want our cut though. Shit, we might set it up ourselves. <laughs> See, they don't they ain't going they ain't yeah, believing in no underground. They they don't battles. do underground battles, so we that will. that might be uh, we something we have to construct here. Yeah. You got a line on Smith and Wesson? Oh yeah. You got a line on Tame One? Of course. Let's we got a studio, right? We got a studio. We got a camera. And trust me, people would love that shit. Let's make that happen. I know they would perform it just as much as we would. Let's we, do that like shit. Like I said, we got the space. Yeah, let's we do that We got the opportunity. Yeah. Let's talk let's about go. that off the air. Yeah, Elder yeah, Sensei, yeah, yeah. thank you for being here. Yes, thank you, Brother yeah. 100, thank you for being here. Yeah. Everybody, make sure you go download all these albums. Make sure you go follow the Instagram. Get the merch, pick up your hoodies. It's still brick as fuck out Word here. Out. Definitely. Shout out to uh, the sponsors as always. Shout out to the Breath Babies and the Breath Ladies. <laughs> um, shout out to all the dads out there working hard. Shout out to my co-host, VSOP on my left. You know what it is, VS to the OP, we always here. Shout out to my co-host, Brother Blood, international mm. checking in. Yo, watch that third rail track, because I don't want to get zapped. Yo, back to Street real quick. Thank you so much for coming through. It's been an absolute honor. Man, wow. thank you for having absolute me for real. I, I appreciate and, y'all. Uh, thank you yeah, for having man. me time. We're we gonna keep checking for you, man. We're gonna keep checking. Yeah, and we're gonna set up we're gonna set up this versus.
Oh yeah. Yeah. So um, and and, and, and like oh, it's gonna be crazy, Brooklyn, New yeah. Jersey. Yeah, oh, right yeah. here. Yeah. Sure. True, true, true. Definitely, let's see, let's definitely, see. we gonna set that up. Um, ladies and gentlemen, world, uh, worldwide. As always, thank you for checking in the Great American Hip Hop Debate Podcast. This was episode fifty-two. As always, chin got? up, chest out, carry yourself with honor, carry yourself with pride, because we ran a little long this week. The M big as hell. I'm it's sorry. all good, and we appreciate all the all the classic hip hop stories. Facts. Um, for the love song of the week, we got a segment where every week I pick an R and B song. Doesn't have to be new, doesn't have to be old, signed or unsigned, just some shit I was kind of feeling for the week. Um, like I said, because we went a little over time, we're just gonna fade out with the love song of the week. So, brother F. You should have that tuned up. This is FKA Twigs, who, if you listen to this podcast, you know I fuck with FKA Twigs. I yeah. think she's one of the dopest artists. She's dope. She just Word dropped up. a new single with someone called Hetty One and someone called Fred again. This is called Don't Judge Me. That's episode 52 of the Great American a Great American Hip Hop Debate Podcast. Thank y'all for checking in. And as always, somebody hit my music. Cheers. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. I know that shit fuckery I was broke and I loved myself Nobody ain't loved me Don't judge me, they get me Don't judge me, they get out of my heart Don't judge me, be Check this out, this is the Wild Cowboy with a lot of style, boy, the greats dot X. Understand that, under quarantine right now, but it's always and will be punk step up to get beat down. The greats dot X, one of one, no known DNA, the untraceable brand Nubian brother. And yo, check this out. I'm here for the Great American Hip Hop Debate Podcast. That's right, the Great American Hip Hop Debate Podcast. Well, we talk like we in the barbershop, talk about different subjects and topics of the day, and just generally what's going on. So on that note, I would advise y'all all to listen in. Check it out. They get a cosign from your man, Dot X, the Wild Cowboy. Peace. Peace. Motherfuckers, you know what I'm saying? Do it like this, yo. Artifacts from the wrong fucking side of the tracks. Artifacts from the wrong side. Artifacts from the wrong fucking side of the tracks. Artifacts from the wrong side. Artifacts from the wrong fucking side of the tracks. Artifacts from the wrong side. Artifacts from the wrong fucking side of the tracks. Artifacts from the wrong side. I'm out the bomb like Vietnam. The same thing, same one, the bad one. Yeah. 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 Yeah.